it's very easy to be scared to be outspoken in this industry because it's cutthroat. Hi babes, Lady Silverstone here and welcome to my podcast where we're trying to demystify cannabis one conversation at a time. In this episode we're talking about malpractice amongst cannabis brands, the shady MLM companies and the importance of screening brands with our guest today. She's the founder of the group and the CEO of a company called The Hemp Force. Let's welcome Jackie. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. They just started to open up a bit. Where do you live? So I live in Spain and the weather now is just so nice. That's amazing. It's cloudy here. It's usually beautiful, but... But how is it? Because I I saw on the map. I mean, so I have never visited the US. I've been transiting once, but that's it. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I live in North Carolina right now. So it's beautiful, sunny, like... 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, shit. Do you know how much that is in Celsius? <laughs> no, I sh- you know what? I'm a science major, so I should. <laughs> oh, my God. I- Wait, 80, 80 degrees Fahrenheit. I really need to check mm-hmm. this out. 80. Okay, 26 degrees. That's really nice. Yes. <laughs> it's 80, far- 80, 80 degrees Fahrenheit here as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, I didn't know that you had a science degree. So I'm finishing it up. Yep. I will be done in December. I have an extra semester um, because I took it pretty slow with the business and everything. That's really nice that you had the opportunity to make it. So what did you do? Did you go down like half time or did you like take like a whole six month off and then did like your business or how did you do it? Mm -hmm. So I took part time. um, So I was a part time student and then for a while, not not always. Um, and I would take summer classes. So we're actually coming up on, (laughs) I just looked at my, I just scheduled last night, all of the stuff I have to do. I'm going to be working (laughs) on stuff (laughs) from like 9am to like (laughs) 8pm. Oh, wow. It's okay though. It's good. Who is Jackie then? Tell us. So, (laughs) um, oh my gosh, that's great question. Um, I am a super passionate, fun, annoyingly happy person. (laughs) Um, I just, I love nature. I love people. I love helping people, talking with people, connecting on a deep level. Like um, I'm just having a lot of fun in life. And I think that's what defines me is not taking things too seriously, but really taking the time to appreciate the little things and find joy in any situation. And that I think like doing that is, is in any case, in, in any case, like the key to like be okay with failure of any part. I mean, failure, whether it comes to like your, your health, your business, mm-hmm. your studies, like anything you can then take on with the, with the, with the more, I don't know what you would say, like with the more like, I don't know how to how to explain. Do you see what I mean? Like you can take on yeah. anything if you just feel that like mm-hmm. I'm fine with anything that will come my way, whether it's good or bad or or annoying or super exciting, like not getting too like impressed by the situation. Um, mm-hmm. I think then you can do... It's grounding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like what was your initial initial relationship to cannabis did you use it before you started your company as well yes so my my initial relationship with cannabis is very different than what it is now Um, I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania which is very um the town itself was pretty closed-minded it was your typical American small town um small town values and it was it was a drug in the town you know like like the mentality was it was it was a drug and only the people who uh were really struggling or um the people that you shouldn't be around used cannabis um so that was the mentality that i grew up with it was never approached as medicine um or something that had healing properties it was 
you know, it, it was looked at <laughs> like, I don't know, cocaine or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something very harmful. And, Same from where, I, where I'm from. Yeah, so my initial relationship was, um, it was fear, it was judgment, it was not good. And then I got to college. I got out of that town. <laughs> and then I got to college. Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah, then I got to college. Um, and it wasn't, I wasn't introduced in the way that you would, you would think. I, I found CBD and it all started with hemp and CBD. And then from there, it evolved into, um, okay, well, this works really well for me. Let's look at, and it, we're going into like the scientific mind because that's, <laughs> I'm studying science. I've always been um, really interested in how things work and um, why they work. So I was like, all right, well, let's research marijuana, like medical marijuana. There's got to be um, some amazing things that it can do. And, and this is like five years ago. So this was, I'd say probably like four years ago. Yeah. And I was amazed at these studies and we're, we're just scratching the surface because it's just now becoming acceptable to study marijuana. Um, so I was absolutely amazed at what cannabis as a whole hemp or marijuana can, can do. And that I'm just so amazed. I have this beautiful relationship with it where I understand that we've co-evolved with this plant and it's, it's kind of like a, it's got its own spirit, you know? So that's um that's my relationship with it now it's really and how is like the people around you in like your closest circle and also like your family yeah so the people in my circle now um are very accepting very um pro-cannabis hemp or marijuana i mean it's not medical marijuana has not made its way to this state yet but it's surrounding yeah, so it's um, it's actually funny because it is in Pennsylvania where I grew up now. Oh wow! <laughs> and there's, and there's not med- where you are. I know there's medical dispensaries now up in the town that I grew up in, and it's just crazy to me. Um, yeah, but it, it's it just is, you know. It's not thought about, um, not judged in any terrible way anymore in my circle, or that I you know observe. It just is. It's just um, a thing of life. And my family, their understanding of it has grown a lot with mine. So I, I think education is huge in helping people understand and accept cannabis for what it is, because you can tell all the stories you want, but if you pull up um, a peer-reviewed article or a peer-reviewed um article in a journal and it says these are you know this is the property that was studied and this is this is the outcome that that holds a lot more weight and it's more objective so coming at it from a kind of an objective this is what it is and this is how it can help people um that's helped a lot in having my family become comfortable with it and now they're just just like it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> like they the don't think about it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be really nice, though, to both to live in a country. Because, okay, so even though you don't have um, dispensaries and it's not legal yet in North Carolina, is it still like, oh, are they still open-minded towards cannabis? So I live in a really interesting place where... It's very progressive in Wilmington, where I live in North Carolina. Most of North Carolina is very conservative um, in their values. And so it, it's hard because some people who are conservative are very much for uh, marijuana legalization. A large majority of them are, but then there are some who are very outspoken, um, who take up more space kind of in the scene of politics maybe who um, are still in that 1950s mindset of, you know, reefer madness and yeah. And think it's scary. So I think we're going to get there. I think nationally in America, we're in the United States, we're going to, we're going to see legalization in the next 
um, five to ten years. And then you're talking about probably. like a, on a federal level or? Yeah, yeah. Because now how many states is it legal in? Oh, I should know this answer. Um, is it half some, or not? It's over half in some capacity. Yeah, maybe not recreational, but medical. And recreational? Recreational? Oh, man. You put me on the spot here. I want to say there's... <laughs> I'm, 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 I don't know either. I'm going to have to look it up. I want to say there's like eight states that in some capacity... Is it 11 states? 11, okay. Yeah, I see that. Well, that's great. Okay. 11 <laughs> is, uh, is a good... Uh, it's, what? It's 20%, no? Yeah. Ish. Yeah, that's yeah. good. If you meet, let's say... Uh, a woman in her 50s or a man in her, his 50s mm-hmm. um, or older that comes to you with yeah with all these classic uh, classic judgments and, and stigmas and stereotypes right about cannabis and is saying that oh no man what are you doing you're you're glamorizing cannabis or you're you know those kind mm-hmm. of um, argue not arguments but but opinions what do you tell them because i mean you're not there to convince them of everything you're there more to like yeah just educate them and maybe Mm -hmm. make them see something else but like what what do you say so for me the first thing that i have to remember is like not to not to judge because that's what we're trying to avoid we don't want judgment from um, people who may not understand so you know we shouldn't judge them back so just approaching approaching it with a sense of empathy and understanding because I can relate to somebody who you know may think this it's totally crazy oh same because I I thought that way before yeah yeah and um just talking about maybe how it's how it's helped me personally or how it has helped um, loved ones or you know back to the education of like there are studies being done that show that it can do x y and z Um, and I think that's amazing. You know, it's not, yeah, it's something like that I would do. That is good because in, in any case, you cannot change someone's mind. Obviously you cannot not just change someone's opinion. They will need to go through it like in their head and in their mind themselves, probably many times mm-hmm. before you just change your mind. Right. Uh, but it, yeah, it's good. Like you say, I mean, not, not judging because that will only make them feel that there is an attack from our side. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we don't want. I mean, we have been suffering from this attack for years already, so we don't want to put someone else in the spot there. How has it helped you? Because I read on your website that you had some autoimmune diseases, mm-hmm. and then that that's how like CBD helped you a lot. And yeah, so yeah, that's how I got into the business of hemp and CBD because um, it helped me so much. I um, I have chronic fatigue syndrome, which is It's an autoimmune disease and not much is known about it. So there's not much that can be done about it, um, you know, in, in Western medicine. So at the, at the point I was at, like, you're looking for anything, anything that can help you. And I've exa- I had exhausted pretty much everything at that point. When was this? How long ago? Were you already adult or? Yeah. So this was, this was after um, I got to college, like we talked about. Um, I was actually, I was so sick that I really wasn't supposed to go to college. I really shouldn't have gone. <laughs> I should have taken more time. I was very sick. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a point in high school where I was homebound for months. Like I had to go to, <laughs> they gave me a robot to go to school with. It was really interesting. A ro- what do you mean a robot? So a robot. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> the school district got this like new grant or something where they got this It was like an iPad on on wheels, essentially. Like a, it was an iPad on a pole with wheels, kind of like it looked like a kind of like an IV pole in a sense, like with an iPad on it. And it was your face there. Yeah, and my face was on the iPad. Oh wow! <laughs> and you okay. could yeah. So that was at the school, but they gave me a laptop to control it with, so I could drive it around my no. face. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just I can just face. see this in front of me. <laughs> so funny. It was an interesting time, but yeah, yeah, um, that's like a bit of that's like a Corona style, but way ahead. Yeah, it was way ahead. It was like cooler. It was cooler than Zoom. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I found CBD, and it, it gave me a piece of my life back. It helped me with um, 
with my energy levels, with overall inflammation, with pain. It didn't cure me because I think that's a misconception is that people think that, you know, you take cannabis and you take it once and you're going to feel great for days. You know, it's, um, but it addressed a lot of the roots of the issues that I was experiencing. And um, that's how my love for cannabis started. That must have been really, uh, really, you were already very interested in, in science in general. And then to see, because I, like you said, you have been, yeah, basically uh, put in bed for, for months and just mm-hmm. felt super bad. And then this oil comes that you can also like find in like skincare brands and stuff. And you're like, what is this? You know, and this is something that really brings, like you said, your, your life back in some at least some pieces of your life back that you mm-hmm. had lost for many months. And that is, it's priceless. It, it really it is. is priceless for, for someone like you, you know, and for so many of us that is, that is using CBD and cannabis on a regular basis. Um, so how did you, so how long did it take for you to like get back on track, feel better, being able to go back to school and stuff? I was diagnosed with this autoimmune disease when I was 13 or 14. And so I knew how to pull myself out or take care of myself enough to be able to start healing from the flare or whatever it was um, and function in society again. So, you know, there's peaks and valleys. It was, it's been a journey. Um, But when, when I started taking CBD, I, realized the difference it made pretty quickly. Um, I'd say within the first month of using it, but then, you know, the, the benefits just compound themselves. They begin, they um, become more and more noticeable. So I've had, I've even had people tell me that they notice improvements after a year of taking CBD, which is interesting. Um, but they, I, luckily <laughs> my, my improvements happened sooner. Um, and did you feel that it was something that you could, so you still kept taking CBD every day and you kept like, yeah, you mm-hmm. kept your lifestyle uh, going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, wow. That is, it's very, it's very nice. And to hear these, because so many people have these, like their own stories and journeys of how, how they started and how they, yeah, feel it, it changed their lives. I mean, for me and my like, management of like my period cramps and like my endometriosis it's I mean you cannot compare it with anything I cannot compare it with anything um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's very powerful but like you say it's it's not something it's not a miracle miracle cure obviously right Mm -hmm. and that's what it's because that's why like so when I started Lady Silverstone uh in the beginning it was it was really to to like break the stereotype, I would mm-hmm. say. And then I quickly realized like how much m- misinformation is put out there because, okay, yes, yeah, something can be studied. Like, let's say they're studying about the, um, uh, they're doing studies about the effect on cancer, for example, but they haven't concluded anything. They, they haven't concluded that this is going to help this and there you go. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like here you, you go through a chemotherapy, then you're going to do this, 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 this and that. And then we hope that your cancer is gone. Like it's, you don't have this, you know, yet you have so many stories about people that has been uh, diagnosed with like a, a terminal cancer. And they say that you have three months to live. And now this person is here. 10 years after and the cancer is gone because they said that that's, they just started to use um, cannabis. So there are a lot of anecdotal, um, mm-hmm. let's, uh, of course we cannot call them proof. They are not proof. It's anecdotal. What would you call it? Anecdotal. Evidence. Yeah. Anecdotal evidence. Yeah. So many people could take, it's like faith healing, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I've read so many people that has like, yeah, they, their priests say basically that like don't worry don't put your your kid through a chemotherapy is too harsh on her i'm gonna help her and you know this child is gone after a few months because she couldn't she never got like proper treatment and i think that is something that is is really scary in this business because there's so many people writing that 
you know, just do this, do that, stop this medicine, stop this treatment, take cannabis instead. And I think that is so dangerous. It is. So, yeah, it's so dangerous for those individuals like themselves, but also for the industry if we want to be taken seriously. What do you feel? How is that in the in this state for the moment? Do you feel that there's anything regulated? So it's really interesting that you say that because I think there are some really incredible people in the industry right now in, in the United States. I think that there are some people who are in it for really good reasons, but there are also a lot of really shady, questionable companies and people in the industry. Um, and so it's either great or the industry is toxic. It's very, it's very interesting. Um, and actually that is kind of what prompted me to start my own business is I was in with the really toxic companies. Yeah. Making, making false, not necessarily false claims on a legal stand from a legal standpoint, but not being truthful with customers, uh, not being truthful to employees about their products. It very, I, I just couldn't continue. I couldn't do it. Um, so I, we, <laughs> I'm trying to think about how to word it, but yeah, we do have to be very careful because this is a science, but it's also, you know, nature's medicine, but you know, it needs to be respected. There's so many facets to this. Um, and we have the FDA that approved Epidiolex, which is just, uh, just CBD. It's CBD tincture. Um, so the government's kind of getting in on this. It's, but it's also still, you know, schedule one drug. It's really confusing for a lot of people. And I think I don't blame people for not taking the time to understand it because I would not understand it if I didn't work in the industry and, you know, not everybody can work in the industry. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of went all over the place on there, but that's what it feels like. That's <laughs> yeah, what it feels yeah, yeah. like in the industry because there's so many different directions and angles and it's very confusing for a lot of people. Sorry for interrupting. I hope you enjoy listening so far. Please check out my account Lady Silverstone at patreon.com so I can continue creating cannabis content for you. And how do you think then like for someone that is starting to learn about cannabis in general, whether it's CBD or THC or or a mix of them and their benefits? So how do you think we could like how how do we get the proper information? Does everyone need to like yeah. learn how to read scientific papers? So <laughs> I think it's unrealistic to expect everyone to want to do that. Um, I enjoy it because that's what I study. That's, you know, kind of my job. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a really hard question. You have to, you know, it's, it's like they teach us in school, you know, to look for reliable sources versus unreliable sources. I mean, Dr. Ethan Russo, are you familiar with, with him? Yeah. So he's um, kind of a leading researcher in cannabis. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, just starting with, I don't want to say doctors, um, but starting with people, you know, who are, or sources, you know, that are educated, you know, doing, mm. doing, maybe doing firsthand research themselves, uh, like actual research, mm. um, look for so hard. I'm trying to think of, because I would love to be like, look for people like me who, you know, are in it for the right reasons, but mm. a lot of people are in it for the right reasons, but they're not properly educated. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm stuck on that. I mean, there's some really great books. There's some really yeah. great books out there. Just make sure that it is either reviewed by or written by somebody who has the credentials needed to really understand that stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what I would say. I'm sorry that was so confusing. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I th because it, it is a hard it is a hard question. Yeah. Because like you said, we cannot expect everyone to read Mm -hmm. a scientific paper for every little claim that comes out like that is, like you say it's unrealistic unfortunately yeah. and I've even seen headlines in the news that are just like really I, I read these articles in the news and they're 
really questionable. These journalists are not, like, we cannot expect journalists to be educated in cannabis science. So it's not, you know, I'm not placing judgment on anyone who writes this stuff because I'm sure if I was to write something completely out of my field of study, I, I wouldn't know what I was saying. Um, yeah. And to not you know, immediately believe, I mean, just like healthy level of skepticism, healthy level of, you know, let's not absorb all of this information as truth until we find the sources to back it up. And it's, it's reasonable to want to be justified in your beliefs and the things that you're doing. Like in life, we look for things that um, back us up in our actions. Um, yeah. You know, I look for all of the positive reasons to drink coffee instead of all of the negative reasons. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> of all right, course, give, me, yeah. give me all the health benefits of coffee. But, you know, we, you got to be objective with science. It must be very uh, exciting to, I think, to like know this because I am not at all like in the science industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that was like my, it, I think I thought it was very fascinating in school, like biology, physics and, mm-hmm. and, and these kind of, um, uh, but I was really bad at it. I was really bad at it. Uh, I thought that was more like, it's as if my head was saying that this is too complex to understand so that made me like it's so fascinating it must be super complex and then it made me basically like lose interest to really understand like the do you see what I mean like the the basis of it Mm -hmm. yeah uh but now when I'm older and when I I mean I'm 30 now and this is something that has for let's say the last five years really really interest me uh, and it's it's not as I mean it is still complicated it's it's complex but it's okay if I don't understand it do you see what I mean yeah yeah so the when the pressure is gone the pressure of testing and the pressure of having to learn it and and the passion is there that's what makes the difference exactly and I think that cannabis was probably my way in because I really wanted to understand both how it works like physically but also how it works works psychologically and my little sister has she is an um, an addict she has a uh, an addiction disease you know mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. was really important for me to understand how that works like addiction in both uh, its physical form but also like psychological form and um and yeah, I mean, all of this mixed with like the, the, the actual chemistry of cannabis with all its like molecules and, and cannabinoids and I mean, everything that is inside cannabis. It's so fascinating and yeah. so excited to like learn about, you know, mm-hmm. it just amazes me. It really does. Yeah. So are you thinking about, because now you're still studying, can you make like, a, are you going to have what do you say, like a niche? Are you, are you going to be able to study like only cannab- in cannabis or are you already doing that? Or are you studying like science in general and then later want to focus more on something? So right now I'm finishing my bachelor's degree in environmental science. Yeah, so it kind of encompasses a little bit of agriculture, um, things like that. You know, it could really apply to growing cannabis also. Um, nice. But you know, in there's no path, academic path right now that I could take towards cannabis science. There may be a couple small programs in certain colleges that are like a bachelor's degree in chemistry of cannabis, but they haven't been around very long. Okay. Uh, the, the programs, um, you know, I, I'm, right now I'm appreciating the more broad approach to science. It allows me to holistically look at the environment. And after I graduate, I'm just gonna go full force with my business, continue with that. Um, Mm. You know, and maybe I'll have to work in the field of environmental science for a little bit. Maybe it won't be full-time income yet. I'm hoping it will be (laughs) Um, because it's my passion. But, you know, so is nature. You know, everything nature is just so beautiful to me. Um, Can't you mix something? Can't you do something, let's say, you still continue your brand, obviously, but you will maybe do something else that like some kind of either like a proper like side project or something that is still connected <clears throat> to your brand. 
Yeah, I certainly could. It would be really fun. When did you decide to actually start a CBD brand? And was it hard? How was the, like, how is, how is it to start a CBD brand, like, from scratch? Yeah, so um, I don't make any of the products that I carry um, because I don't, you know, I would love to, but I, I don't have the resources to do that well. I don't have the resources to do that to the highest capacity it could be done. Um, the reason that I started my own business um, in this this niche in this industry was because I, you know, of course I had this passion. I knew that this is the direction I wanted to take my life. Like that wasn't, that's not even a question. Um, but where I am, there's a lot of very toxic cannabis companies. Um, of course it's hemp, but I was working for one of them and you know, this is the one I had been with the longest. It was the first one. And there was so much, you know, I'm trying not to like call out the company or say anything too terrible, but it was, um, it was toxic. It was very degrading towards women. A lot of like, there's like sexual harassment. Um, from the top down, it was just, it was not a good place to be. We should be so careful of, of making sure that we're, we're acting correctly. And then we hear these, these kind of things. It's, it's horrible. Well, these are, yeah, these are the people who are not in it for the right reasons. Loved the, I stayed for the customers and the, like the clients that I got to work with and talk with and help every day. And I got to educate and it was just, I loved that part so much that like the other bullshit, it, it, it was worth staying for the people that I got to help. It got worse and worse and worse. Um, and then I realized that I need to do better for these people and myself and this industry um, and me continuing to participate in companies like that just is me endorsing that type of behavior. And I really wanted to see a nurturing, like education centered company or business in the industry, especially locally that um, was really there to help people. And, you know, a lot of companies will, I don't want to say I'm all like high and mighty on my, my business here, but, <laughs> but a lot of companies say, say they're here for their customers or they're, they're, but I, the people who use CBD, they're not doing it because their lives are going great. They're not doing it because they're healthy. Like these people are so special to me because I'm one of them. Um, and I really think that they need just like extra love. We all need some extra nurturing. And I wanted, I wanted to build a company around that. Of course, I saw different companies in the national, you know, industry who were doing great things like that. But I, I wanted to create more, more space for that. I wanted to do it in my own way and to really be able to serve my community and serve my community above profit Profit is great. Like I have to make a living. There's no getting around that. But not, not at the cost of my morals, not at the cost of hurting people, whether it be like, you know, financially just upcharging for no reason, like crazy upcharge for no reason, or, um, you know, not being true, fully truthful. And I really believed another kind of pillar of my, my business is I believed that people needed to be educated, but talk to like their people, not like their children. A lot of times, a lot of times um, when CBD companies educate, they'll, they'll dumb it down. And I thought that was so insulting. <laughs> As a science major, you know, I was like, people aren't asking questions because they want to be you know, told the elementary version. They're asking questions because they want to understand how this plant medicine works in their body and they deserve to know that. And if I'm going to provide them with this, you know, CBD, they deserve to know how it works instead of me just saying, this is going to be great. It'll help you. Like, okay, but how? That's why I'm here. I know that already. I've read it a hundred times on the internet now. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's my, that's my story. I thought it was really nice because I actually found you, thanks to like your friend making a YouTube video yeah. about you and because I also downloaded your like CBD crash course. The book, yeah. Yes. So nice. And 
like you said, like on the front page, directly it's written reviewed by. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, that is something that already there, like that sets sets the tone for for something that you know that is completely different. Do you see what I mean? Like yeah. it really sets the tone and you're like, okay. Like she, not only did you write it, you also made sure to like send it to someone to actually review it. And already there, it, it, it shows that like, you already knew that like you have done everything you could to make this as like scientific and factful and professional as possible in order for you to even be able to send it to someone that will like maybe criticize you if you're wrong. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and a lot of people don't do that, obviously. Uh, because, I mean, not only does it, does it take time, but I think a lot of people, they don't want to hear if they're wrong. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is so much... I mean, I was so impressed. Oh, thank Very you. well. Yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> thank you. Um, and also that you bring up uh, the problem with all the all the like fake brands and like that whole that whole side of the business. So yeah, that was actually so to come back mm-hmm. to the to the video and how I found you. That's that's what your friend did. Uh, she made a. Yeah, a video about basically all the all the like CBD brand frauds and mm-hmm. and shady companies and yeah, the MLM companies as well. I mean that we we have here as well, or we have like the Canaway here in Europe. The other one, I'm not sure we have it. The Hemp Works. Hemp Works, yeah. Hemp Works, yeah. yeah. I think we can we can order it, but you, I don't think we can find it here in stores and stuff, yeah. or I haven't seen it at least. Which is good, but. <laughs> Uh, definitely, definitely. But I mean, it's it's still so. Um, already, we have it in almost all the all the different businesses. I mean, what you have it in essential oils. We have it in a lot of makeup companies as well, skincare companies. They also do like their like MLM. Um, do you say like strategy or having an MLM strategy? Um, Multi marketing. Yeah, probably business structure. Yeah. Business, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not a lot of people understand what that is, mm-hmm. um, actually, and and why it's why it's not very good, actually, because you will only hear because when you understand the structure of it, that people get into it, spend a lot of money uh, to buy products from this company that they're now ambassadors for. Yeah. That's 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 how they feel and that that feels super exciting like wow i'm an ambassador you know Mm -hmm. um and you feel that you're part of this this movement of course uh which which is nice because of course you want to i mean these the people that join they really really want to do good they really want like their intentions are good 99.9% 99.9% of the time, but they don't realize like what they're in. Yeah. The people who are just joining have no concept of, I'm not saying they're not intelligent people, but when the people, you know, when you're not looking at the bigger picture, when, when you're somebody who's just joining this type of company because they're friends in this company, they don't yeah. see the the bigger picture and the people at the top, I believe may not have as good intentions um, as the people just joining. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, it's like joining a cult. You don't yeah. realize in the beginning that you're joining a cult. You're, you're thinking that you're joining a movement with good intentions, with good... Ah, do you see what I mean? Yeah. And then you're stuck and you cannot see it um, because you will only see the, the stuff that confirms your beliefs that this is a good thing I'm, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's I definitely see the people that are joining like MLM uh, companies as victims in a way because they are not they're not informed what Mm. what they what they joined you know Mm -hmm. and I got I got like when I started my um my page I got Canaway contacted me and they said oh yeah if you want to be an ambassador blah blah look through here and and I'm like oh shit that's expensive I need to buy like I don't know like 700 euros worth of products even more even way more than that 
in order to be able to like start my own business in this. I'm like, I don't even have that money. Like I cannot even, you know, do this. And then I realized like what it actually was because I was looking at videos about MLM companies that do essential oils, for example, the doTERRA, for example, oh my gosh. you know, and I'm like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> and, I re- and I understood like the depth of this thing. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's hardcore. And the thing is that you just have to Google um, a little bit. Instead of Googling Canaway uh, CBD oil, Google like uh, Canaway, uh, uh, I don't know, Canaway review, business, whatever, something to like see what people are saying about them as a business, not about their products, because reviews about their products will already be in, like overflown from the people that are working with it that needs to over promote it you know mm-hmm. um and um so you don't see a lot of like what is actually going on uh, inside yeah but yeah so how did you like do you, have you ever been for like working with a company like that or did you just see it from the outside and realize how how bad it is so i have always been or for the last i would say probably the last couple years i've been very interested in this anti-mlm movement because it's becoming a movement the more i learned the more i was fascinated by it um the more i wanted to learn about it because it's inherently it's predatory and it's predatory towards women and a lot of the rhetoric is women sporting women or girl boss or things like that which is great if you weren't preying on you know stay-at-home moms or unemployed women or underprivileged women, um, the women who are the most vulnerable are the ones who I preyed on because they, quote-unquote, need it the most. You know, they need the money, you know. Um, And from there, you know, I just continued on with life. You know, I was in the cannabis industry, and I'd say about a year ago, um, I began to learn more about some CBD MLMs that were – local. Um, They were kind of oversaturating the local market. (laughs) And, you know, I got, since I'm in the industry, you know, you hear some of the behind the scenes, like their facility is blah, 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 or, you know, um, some behind the scenes stuff. I was just like, this is so messed up. Their product, um, you know, say their 500 milligram tincture is going for $80. And I carry one that I think is like the one of the best that I take and it's $29 for 500 milligrams, you know, like this is so messed up that they're getting, people are getting really shitty quality CBD. They're supporting a inherently like predatory business structure, not people, not predatory people. Uh, maybe like the upline, the uplines, upline, upline <laughs> might be predatory. <laughs> um, but and and they just don't know it and you can't blame people for not knowing, but you can, you can help educate. Um, that became kind of a passion of mine is like, and I'm going to call this one out. Cause like, I'm not afraid to call companies out. Who are, yeah. Um, Cause I mean, it is an MLM. There's one called green compass. Um, that's green compass. That's an MLM that is everywhere locally. And it, it just blows my mind that, you wouldn't buy and not even for me, like you wouldn't buy if you want to support local and like truly, truly local to let's say Wilmington, North Carolina, there are some brands. There's one that I know of that's they grow hemp in Wilmington, process it in Wilmington. And then the product is just entirely made locally. Um, They're farmers like support them. I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to tell people that there are other companies to support because I, I don't see other companies who are in it for the right reasons. I don't see them as my competition. I see them as my as my friends. I see I want them to be in this industry. I want to be in this industry with them. Yeah. They're your allies in the end right, as well. Right. And I want them to succeed so badly. Like I want them to succeed. Like I want my business to succeed. But yeah, like back to the MLMs. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> got really passionate <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, they They are kind of in the background spreading really questionable information. I feel like MLMs, like they all get their 
they get their information from their upline, which is the people who sponsored them. I'm just saying that for you know people who may not know. Dear listeners, if you like what you hear, please check out my Patreon. The link is in the description here below. Only if you're able to, of course. Now, let's get back to our guest. Yeah, so the upline is um, the person who would, you know, quote-unquote sponsor a new person coming in. It's the people that um, they kind of report to, that they work for, even though they work for themselves, but they work for a company. The structure is very contradictory and predatory, but it's all coming from, it's kind of like playing telephone, right? So you have information from, let's say the company's CEOs um, or the, the corporate part of the company being funneled down to the, the top, the top distributors, the top, top of the pyramid, and it all gets funneled down to the bottom. And by the time it's at the bottom, it's either completely like wrong, <laughs> it's false, or it's watered down version of the truth or, you know, some cases it might be like a little bit correct, but it, it's just really weird. It's a weird, it's a weird structure. And I, and a lot of the misinformation out there, I blame on MLMs. And it's interesting because a lot of, um, it's interesting to observe through like my, my account, my profile a lot of the distributors or the affiliates or whatever they want to call themselves will share my information, like my posts. They'll reshare my my stuff, which is great and I'm happy, but I'm just like, I'm so torn because it's like, am I supporting MLMs by allowing them to share my my information or like my, or am uh, I like- I see what you mean, them? yeah. You know what I mean? It's like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just not, not. Yeah. yeah, I just let it play out, but it's- it's really interesting. It's such a strange world. It's a strange cult. It's a strange cult. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Allegedly, you know, all of the le- not legally binding words. I'm not saying it's a cult. <laughs> don't, you know, don't, don't come for me. But like the structure is very questionable. Yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a, because I think what makes up a cult is like, some kind of like ideology and like uh, an uh, like an authority and that's exactly what MLMs are in the, in, in the, the top end, of the pyramid know? yeah yeah so it's like it's the structure like made but just copied into like a business machine basically which is yeah it's super it's super sad and it does a lot of bad for the industry because Okay, so these people will have to to find to find clients. So the people that are working for this company, let's say the the so called ambassadors, you will have to find uh, for you to make money. You have to to either uh, make sure that like some of your friends becomes distributors, or you have to make sure that they're buying products from you as well. You know, um, and so their whole thing is they need to find people to buy so they need to do their own marketing so all of a sudden you have thousands of people making different kinds of marketing claims that might go every it's really nice that some of the people are sharing your stuff and your information because because it's accurate (laughs) exactly and you really spend like your like you know your core to really make sure that it's accurate you know uh, while a lot of people they don't give a crap if it's if it's you know correct or not they don't care and that is that is what might be very very bad for for the cannabis industry uh, especially in these times where where people uh, sorry countries are looking at like okay should we legalize should we decriminalize should we put this as a like take it away from schedule one drug. Should we, you know, all of, like this is not the good time <laughs> for MLM companies to be in this space and, and also trying to be like, not to live. I mean, I don't know. I, I never heard, actually, I never heard a person saying that, oh my God, I found, I found this really good uh, CBD oil. It's, called, it's from Canaway. I never heard anyone say that. I never heard anyone refer to either Canaway or Hamburg's when they talk about like their favorite CBD oils. Never heard it. So yeah, I actually have a really interesting little 
story about CBD MLMs. I was working on this video with Madison, um, the one you were just talking about. I actually reached out. I, at the time, I didn't really know. I didn't know Madison. I just reached out. to. I saw her other, you know, MLM videos. And I was like, hey, I would love to help you do a CBD video, like a CBD MLM video. And then we just, it was great. It was so much fun. But when I was working on that, it was really funny because I got a message from one of my friends and, you know, all my friends know what I do, obviously. And she was like, my, my mom's doctor just told her to get this, um, the CBD product from, and then, you know, I'm not going to say, the, you know, this MLM company. And she's like, what do you think of it? And I'm like, there are doctors, there are doctors trying to sell CBD from an MLM to their patients. That is nasty. Like that's so, it's so illegal, first of all. Yeah. Um, but like, that's, to, that's where this has gone. Like, wow. It was so, I was like, oh my God. I was like, like, do you think that like the, the MLM company worked like with that clinic or hospital? Or, or do you think that this doctor was like privately? Uh, yeah, I think that, part I mean, of that, you know, I think that's what happened. Um, it blew my mind that it had gotten that bad. And, you know, I'll never tell somebody to not trust their doctor, to not go with their doctor. She was like, what do you think? And I was like, well, this is the information I can give you on that. I'm not going to tell you not to trust your, your daughter or your you know, family to trust the doctor. But here's the, here's the information. Um, it's really crazy when you say this. I mean, already here in Europe, it's, I mean, you cannot just go waltz into a doctor and say that you want medical cannabis, like, at all. But... So for us, even thinking that a doctor, I mean, it's so far, it's really wild. Like for me, it feels super wild that a doctor is actually working for an MLM company. That's what I, that's what I assume. I mean, that, that's what I assume as well from this story. Yeah. I mean, even though we yeah. don't know that, like what exactly <laughs> happened, no, <laughs> yeah. maybe he has no idea about that, that yeah. it is an MLM company. We don't know. But we let's say yeah, he but, does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a doctor. He should make research about, um, you know, a medicine that he gives out, no? Yeah. So I assume that he knows. Like, as he's a doctor, I assume that he knows. You see what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's his job oh, yeah. to, to, to know this. Uh, but of course, it can be hard to uh, to make all the reasons. That, that's, that's why it's so... Like like your friend did, she make it's they really make it looks super um, super pro. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you go in on Hempworks uh, website, you're like, wow, this is legit. You know, that's what you think when you go in on that website. Uh, same thing probably with Canaworks. Now I haven't been or Canaways. I haven't been in on their website for a while, but I think it also like it looks pretty good because they have. They probably have the money to make a really good website to make it looks like they're having, you know, ah, just a lot of, a lot of products, a lot of information, a lot of, yeah, different different things that makes people impressed once again, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's weird. It's a whole world that is, uh, yeah, but it's really yeah. interesting as well. It's really interesting to to see and when you get to like the bottom of uh, of it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very easy to be scared to be outspoken in this industry because um it's cutthroat it is it is very aggressive and um, competitive and if you speak out about I mean at one place I worked they made me sign a um a non-compete that it would never it would never hold up because it was so absurd it was like within a certain number of years, you couldn't work in the cannabis, within a certain number of years of leaving the company, you couldn't work in the cannabis industry in any capacity anywhere in the country. What? And I was just like, there are, I mean, even with doctors, like doctors have non-compete or they, they, they sign, they sign with whatever hospital or health, you know, practice that they won't work in a certain radius for maybe like two years or something, but that's a radius. And that's, 
less amount of time. It was, it's crazy out there. So, you know, they're so ready to come after you. If you speak out, they're so like, so it's scary. So like, all I want is for people to have access to good products and good information and to not be, yeah. And to not be taken advantage of. And it's, it's scary to even like hold your ground on that sometimes publicly. Have you had anyone, because you are pretty open in your um, CBD crash course, you're very, I don't know if you're mentioning any companies though, are you? No, I don't. No, but you're very outspoken about what, like what your opinion is on this. Right. And the companies don't necessarily, like I could give you a list of companies and that might be really helpful, but in six months, there might be 20 more new companies that... So just looking out for those red flags and being aware of truth versus, you know, being scammed. It's, yeah. And I think that's more, I think education and taking those tools that you can use, you know, for the rest of your life when looking at products, yeah, as opposed to just a list of companies or just calling out companies. I think, I think that was more important for me to include than... Yeah. company names so like if you want to if you want to uh, look for different cannabis brands and you're entering their website maybe you go in and look on their instagram and and so on what do you think like what are the red flags yeah so red flags would be you know you want to look at the ingredient list first of all know what you want in your product and what you don't want in your product say you're getting something that you're going to inhale, say you're getting like a vapor, like um, a cartridge or something, do research on the ingredients in CBD or THC cartridges and understand those and know what you want and what you don't want. Um, that's the first thing. Um, also looking for ingredients that are going to indicate uh, CBD or, you know, actual cannabinoids as opposed to just hemp seed oil. So looking for terms like CBD or, you know, specific or specific can, uh, cannabinoids or words like phytocannabinoid rich hemp oil or hemp extract or just things like that that actually indicate the presence of what you're actually looking for, which is going to be cannabinoids. Um, because as I talked about in the book, there's a lot of just hemp seed oil out there. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of sexy marketing with nothing to back it up because they'll throw, I mean, they're saying that something contains cannabis sativa extract. It's not inherently false to say that and slap it on a jar of hemp seed oil, just straight up hemp seed oil, because it is from a cannabis sativa plant, you know? So understanding the terminology is very important. And then also lab reports access to third-party lab reports. That's a huge thing. Um, any legitimate company will be able to provide those to you when, when asked. Um, typically, they'll be present on the website, but sometimes you do have to ask, um, and it should be no problem at all to get those to you. If you want to dig a little bit deeper, do some research on the company itself. If you're in the United States, things like uh, the Better Business Bureau or just literally looking up reviews, things like that. Um, something that I really like to do when I figure out what brands I'm going to carry also is I like to talk on the phone with people and I like to ask, you know, like, how long have you been working for this company? Like, why, why did you choose to work for this company? And like, what, you know, what about it? Do you enjoy what, you know, things like that. So it, it does take a little bit of digging. You can't take everything for face value. Um, but those are the those are the big red flags, the big things to look for when purchasing a product, a CBD or cannabis product. Yeah, that's really good advice. And I think we should we need to put that as like a routine. I mean, when we buy anything, uh, actually, but especially specifically uh, cannabis products in this day and age. I mean, it's it's key at the moment. Okay, so how can people get your uh, CBD crash course. Yes. Okay. So 
we just passed we just passed the the hour actually that it is available um, for free. So I will actually be selling it for a very low price on my website at thehempforce.com. It can be found there. Um, you can find me on Instagram at thehempforce and inquire about it there if you'd like, or just start a conversation. Um, but yeah, that's. That's where you can find it. Yeah, I'm going to put your Instagram and the, the website oh, in the description, awesome. obviously. Thank yes. you. Yeah. It was really nice to talk to you. And I hope yeah. we can talk again because I really, yeah, I think it's it's really nice to talk to someone that has the same kind of critical uh, view on uh, the industry. Not that, I mean, we are super excited about this industry, but it, it's very important to have this like critical eye. On, mm-hmm. on certain things, certain practices, and and so on. In any case, we love cannabis. We love what yes. it has <laughs> done and helped us with. So yeah. we're already there for for it. But that's what we, yeah, we want it to be in in good eyes. Whether it's, I mean, factual eyes. Whether it's positive or negative, whatever that means to people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we should definitely talk again. We should. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was great. Yes, thank you. Bye, babe. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to my social channels and rate this podcast. And if you would like to support me a little bit extra, it would really mean the world to me. So check out my Patreon profile that I linked in the episode description. It's all thanks to your support that I can continue talking, writing, recording and making more cannabis content for you and our amazing community. Have an awesome day and lots of love.